Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Rabbit Hole Podcast. I am your host, CSD Fantasy. Hello, Fantasy Faithfuls, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Rabbit Hole Podcast. My name is CSD Fantasy, and I am flanked by the one and only Nick Faber and the Coin Master, Matt Williams. How are you all doing? Doing great, doing great. We all know what Matt's going to say, so I'll try to liven it up a little bit, lead it in before Matt really brings us back down to reality here. But uh, doing great, man. It's it's uh, it's an interesting time right now, but at home, and at least we get to do these podcasts and hopefully you know, get people's attention off of whatever is going on all over the world, and we can talk some free agents. That's still going on. NFL is still a thing as of right now, so it's exciting, man. You don't know what I'm gonna say. Oh, you, you don't know me, man. Oh my god! If I had, uh, if I was a betting man, I would win nine out of ten times because I know what you'd say. So the one and only Nick Faber, and then the Coin Master. As if there's more than one Coin Master. If anything, the one and only Coin Master and Nick Faber. That's what I'm. But doing. it's the Coin Master. It's the one the, and only. Nick it's sort of like the Ohio State University. It's not two <laughs> of them. It's, it's the the. I, I don't understand. Where did that come from, by the way? What is what is that? It's just the Ohio State. <laughs> like, did, where did that start? Does anyone know? I don't know. I've never been interested enough to look it up. I guarantee you. One player, one player has just said the Ohio State and during one of those Sunday night or Monday nights, and it just triggered it. That's my I, guess. I, don't I got super annoyed with it and started looking it up a few years ago. And like, why do they keep saying it? This is so annoying. Like, yes, we know. And like, you still and you still don't know. And I don't remember. <laughs> it was that uninteresting. So cool. I, I believe it. We have a, a special comment here, though, though, from Nicholas Caron. Even before we we say anything more, and I just want to bring it up on screen because I think it's perfect comment that summarizes the time we live in. I think he's supposed to say Corona sucks. Corona. Damn it. Corona Cor- sucks. It's just a spelling yep. error and a pandemic at the same time. Terrible, terrible times. Yes. But yep. what's not terrible, though, is this freaking show. This is going to be awesome. I've been waiting so, like, two full days of, like, I just want to do this show. I just want to do the show. I was so excited. Uh, I've had comments from. Uh, mellow like i don't know seven comments on youtube like the show on wednesday is gonna be awesome uh, so i'm i've been super excited Um i would just like to remind you to hit that like button please share on social media to help us get the word out there subscribe if you haven't done so and check out tstfantasy.com for even more fantasy content Hopefully and now get people- that's my fault that's okay because <laughs> i bad. usually say and now to the news but you know what <laughs> Freak the news. This whole show is the news. We don't, we, we are we the news. Yeah, we, we don't. I am the news. So let's, let's just go to the weekly topic instead. And who, 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 like I said, who needs the news when everything is news? Like, I, this free agency, I thought free agency, I feel like, have just become more and more crazy. Over the last few years, and it, it, I love it. I love it. What, what, what is your favorite move of free agency so far, Nick? Um, I actually, real quick, want to say too that I think this year's free agency has been a little bit lackluster compared to last year's. I, uh, I okay. didn't, I and think, like outside of Tom Brady, outside of Tom Brady, 
I haven't been really like shocked by anything. Except I think for, we're gonna lump the trades in though, because the free yeah. agency except for the trades? one thing that's like the biggest move, which was gonna be my second and the answer to you. DeAndre Hopkins going is mind blowing. The 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 haul, the return, the the quote that Michael Irvin put out from DeAndre Hopkins about Bill O'Brien. All this is madhouse. This is nuts, and it proves that Houston doesn't know what's going on. Uh, that has been my favorite move, though, to see Newt going to Arizona for Kyler Murray. And we'll get into this, I'm sure. But that's my favorite, like, snowball effect is give me Kyler Murray all day, all year this year. What's been your favorite move, Matt? I don't know about favorite, but the one that, like, no one's talking about as much as I feel they should is Hayden Hurst to it um, to Atlanta, who, again, how I pumped up how Hooper, I believe, is a system tight end going to Cleveland nightmare of a landing spot for him terrible but Hurst I love Hurst he's he's already my automatic favorite value at tight end so I I love that I, I think that uh, he's going to do really well down there uh, uh that's a good one uh I don't think he's gonna I'll, I'll get into that later but I don't think he's gonna hurt uh, the value for Calvin Ridley too much but I, I like what you're saying my favorite has to be what I've been saying this entire offseason Teddy tube the Panthers Yes, yes, I've been waiting, and then it happened. That was my dream scenario for DJ Moore. That's all I want. I don't even care. I don't rip, care about rip, the team. rip Curtis Samuel because apparently there's a split opinion online about that. I'm of the opinion of Rip Curtis Samuel. I'm on yeah. Rip Curtis Samuel for sure, but it just solidifies Christian McCaffrey. My God, he's going to be yet and again. Ian, and Ian, Ian Thomas should uh, be eaten quite well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a good good time to draft those two pass catchers in, in, in Carolina for sure. Okay. How about the bears? The they're ma- they're wheeling and dealing the bears. They're going from like how many wins they had to like probably three less wins. Good. Good for them. What do you think? Uh, do we think that Hayden Hurst is a tight end number one? I, let's get into that. Cause uh, Sumter just joined the chat here on Periscope. What's up, man. Um, it's and wants to know, is he a tight end one? We can start. I think tight end three through 15 is really up in the air, but I think that where he's going to go in drafts, I mean, he's just, he has a good a shot as anyone is finishing at five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yes, I, I think he's a tight end one. That's pretty much the cutoff for tight end is tight end five. Anything after five, you might get about four or five good weeks out of that tight end. I think Hayden Hurst is going to be a tight end one at the end of the year. Um, I think it's going to take more than just a season for him to get acclimated in Atlanta. I don't think he's going to just all of a sudden be a top five tight end this year. But I think what Matt's saying at the value you can get him at, it'll be very worthwhile. But give me Ian Thomas before Hayden Hurst any day. Well, like Hooper Hooper had almost like 100 targets and Devontae Freeman's gone too. And they didn't really – who knows what they'll do from here out. But it doesn't look like they're likely to bring in anyone else to eat away from that. So even though he needs to get acclimated – I think because of that system, he'll automatically have some real value baked right in, like kind of forced upon him. So I wouldn't necessarily think it's going to be the drop-off most people assume from a tight end moving to a new system. I think it's going to be between 70 to 85 targets tops. I'd take take that. Yeah, I don't think he's getting up to 100. That's way too much. Even with Freeman gone, I've done – uh, the video I did on Calvin Ridley where I analyzed uh, how many passes they usually uh, throw in Atlanta per year, where it usually goes and where it should go, depending on uh, the progression of Ridley and what he's done over the, the last couple of years he's been there. I believe that 
72 to 85 for Hayden Hurst is is good and their their running back situation is terrible. Freeman, that's a lot of targets, but I, I do think that they're that's going to end up with with Ridley and they do look Russell freaking Gage down here. Uh so I can see him getting a bunch of targets too from oh, I like Gage uh from Hooper and uh, I like her I don't know I'm, I don't want to I don't know if I necessarily want to say I like Hurst more than Hooper, but I love Hurst's value way more than Hooper because if they're not getting rid of Njoku, um that's an issue. <laughs> that's that's an issue for Hooper. I mean, anyone who's super excited about Hooper, I mean, I would they have to trade Njoku, right? I mean, otherwise that is that's is crazy. If they don't keep if they don't trade Njoku, uh, Njoku, they are like the team that has the most like potential talent but suffocated by their backup with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and then Austin Hooper and David Njoku and then OBJ and Jarvis Landry and then just poor Baker can't throw more than a touchdown a game so he doesn't like really kind of help anyone out so poor Cleveland Browns yeah, and then Nick it, Chubb has his own has his own uh, suffering uh, blanket there with Kareem Hunt he's he's hanging around too everyone's being choked to death in Cleveland exactly that's what I'm saying yeah exactly. yeah like it's what do we think like Cooper I'm not touching him in in a draft now at all. Like, why would I? Baker hasn't shown any inclination to be like a tight end quarterback who like, I'm just going to hammer my – like, remember how Dak was like his first year? It's like, safety blanket, where's Jason Witten? Where is he? Where is he? Like, that's not Baker. Baker is like, I'm going to hold on to the football and do my thing instead of just dumping it down to a safe tight end. Like, I, I'm not too excited about Hooper – where can Njoku go if they trade him? Where, I haven't really thought about I, I never Bay. even thought Green that he would Bay. go anywhere. It's not want, fantasy value going there, that's for sure. No, but it's a good fit for him, though, just to have an athletic guy like that on the team. I think it's a good fit for, you know, instead of signing a guy like Eric Ebron, again, no offense, <laughs> to uh, to one of his fans there. But instead of going that direction, I don't think they're necessarily going to go with Sternberger and – and um can't even think of the other guy's name. That's how important he is. Tanyan. Um, and they're not, they're not going to draft a guy. So I would think that they were just going to bring in like another veteran, probably like bring Mercedes Lewis back. And that's probably oh. most likely um, because he did fine for like the three tight end mix. Like if you need a third tight end, he was okay for how little they use him. But yeah, I'd, I'd love for Njoku to come over. But I mean, other what than that. What would it cost though? What would it cost draft pick wise? He, he was a first rounder. Cost a third or a fourth at best. Right, he, like, I would. He I would think shown. now they don't have much uh, to. They don't really have much leverage though. After signing Hooper, I'm still waiting for Arizona to get on a tight end train. I think that's going to be very helpful to that team. It'd be great to see Najoku go there. But then we're we're back to having a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Not for fantasy purposes, just for NFL purposes. Okay, okay. Because yeah. oh, really if we're talking, if we're talking fantasy, if we're talking fantasy purposes, I'd love to see him go to uh, Houston. Yeah. Now that they have some targets available. (laughs) Yeah. But then I like Darren Phils. Nah, it's the Jordan Aiken show there. Yeah. You have, then you have three tight ends who's going to eat from each other in fantasy. I think if David Njoku there, you have one tight end and then two other guys that used to be there. David Njoku drops balls left and right. He's got to go. Phils just got a new contract. He's got Actually, I like Phils. Today, if nothing changes, I do love Phils. I do. Yeah. Yeah, because like he's I love Fells. I'd love to draft Fells over Hooper, not what over it, Hooper instead of Hooper. Things and saying you love them, man. I love Lamb, like Darren Fells in in Houston right now. Like you lose the D Hop, 
Darren Fells will be like the good tight end, but we need to get someone there. You can't have Darren Fells be the guy. We saw. Well, I say I love. I love the. I love his value. Maybe that's a better way of yeah. saying it. Yeah, that value is damn good. I mean, uh, when everyone's jumping up to grab OJ Howard because Tom Brady's there, or they're jumping up to grab Austin Hooper. I mean, I'm going to be sitting there at the end. Grabbing, uh, grabbing Hayden Hurst, grabbing uh, Mike Gusecki, you know, grabbing all these kind of guys. But Houston, I guess what I was trying to say is Houston needs to go get someone else. Like I'm going to like someone else a lot more when they go there, and it would be fun to see David Dujoku there. It would be I would. I thought, I thought for sure that day they were going to turn around and sign Amari Cooper or trade for Stephon Diggs. Maybe they'll get Cooks, but I'm shocked that they didn't do anything. Is Sammy Watkins when he's cut from the uh, Chiefs? Are we going to count that as as a move? That would be something to have uh, Kiki. Uh, Fuller and Watkins on the same mm -hmm. team. Just put the ambulance on the field. Just keep it there. Like, oh, Fuller's hurt. In with Watkins. <laughs> no, he's also hurt. If nothing gets upgraded on D on offense, which would be really terrible. Um, like you know, the drafts here. They they obviously have another draft pick. We'll see what they. They'll probably draft Yay. defensive end and or defensive uh, end to, to replace the guy they traded last year, which was a, another sham of a mistake. Uh, if nothing gets upgraded, where's Will Fuller go prediction-wise? Obviously, I think we all agree it'll be way too high. Way too high. But if nothing Whatever changes and he's healthy in training camp. But he's not. Dra no, let's just say he's healthy in training. No, no, no. This is devil's advocate. Oh, okay. This is just a scenario. Thank he you. is healthy in training camp. He's heading into the season as the wide receiver one. Where does he go? Where would you predict he goes? Fourth or fifth. Yeah, exactly. Fourth or fifth, yep. Yeah, I think. I mean, <clears throat> it'll be and around like Allen Robinson-ish. It'll be around there, I yeah. assume. And it, it'll be a huge mistake, but I think that's where it'll be. Yeah, yeah I, would, I want to touch him, but um, but hamstring. If he stays healthy all season. That's a gold buy to steal. He'll be yeah. Able to yeah, but okay. So again, devil's advocate from my side. Then is he that good without DeAndre Hopkins on the other side? That you know, like that's something we discussed last week. Wide receivers we well without DeAndre Hopkins in the past, though. I, mean, I guess correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I miss miss. I mean, if they're I mean if they're healthy, I you know, get this is the whole thing, right? If if they're healthy, if Kiki Fuller and Stills are out there, I the think Stills. they're I think they're fine. I, they're never going to be out there together. That's the problem. Yeah, they're not. They're not great with Stills' value. I want Kenny all day out of all, out of that trio. Oh, I love Kenny. Yeah, he'll be good. <laughs> I, I'll be I'll be drafting him. Um, I was kind. Of, I brought up all the tight end rankings because we were bringing them Kelsey Kittle at the top, and then probably Mark Andrews is. Everyone says there's one and two, and then a big drop. I think Andrews is solid three right now because he had like a fifty, little over fifty, like between fifty and sixty. Um, Hunter snap Henry, share. depending on quarterback. Well, well, if it's Tyrod Taylor, but no, I mean Andrews went from like a between like a fifty five percent snap share. Um, going up to maybe the Kelsey area of around 80%. So, and look where he finished last year. So I think there's a big jump there. He would be comfortably my three if Terod yeah. Taylor is the quarterback for the Chargers. And no Hayden Hurst. Yeah, no Hayden Hurst. Yeah, that's what I mean. With Hurst yeah, yeah. gone, I think he takes that that jump in snap share. So well, I think he's about, easily tight in three. You're not worried about Nick Boyle stepping in? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just joking. Yes, Mark Andrews is definitely the one. Well, I mean, so wait. Wait, you're talking Kittle and – Kelsey. Kelsey Kittle and Andrews, I think, are the top three. And then there's a with, big question mark. With Brady, OJ Howard has to be up there. Does not have to be. No, not at all. And if I, if any, I, I think uh I think what's his I can't think of anyone's name today. Who's the other tight Andy end there? Great. 
That's the dude. Cameron Bray. Bray. I love Bray. They'll probably use, I mean, who knows what Arian has up his sleeve, but we all know Bray at this stage in his career. I'll tell but, you what, Arian has up his sleeve. It's zero plays to the tight end. That's what he has up his sleeve. So it's going to have to be Brady, like, forcing the ball to him. I'm not really buying into this whole tight end, going you know, to just explode. He has two damn good wide receivers and hasn't been able to have that kind of weapon, weaponry or arsenal in his on his team for the past, like, decade. Once well, before like, before we get on the it's... Brady train, before we get on the Brady train, I want to close out Njoku because we have a couple of comments. <laughs> we're we're going to have plenty of time to talk about Brady. So we have Sumter saying that the Redskins would make sense to take a shot at Njoku. Redskins is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, Matt, move up a little bit so people can see you. Uh, I was thinking if the Cowboys would not have re-signed Blake Jarvin, Jarvin, Love Jarvin they would have been – that's huh? a value. That's another great value. Do you yeah, know? It's another thing where if you don't get one of the top ones, just wait a long time because there's yeah. plenty. Yeah, and stream, stream tight end all day, every day. But the Redskins can't could make sense if they can get uh get him for really cheap. Well, define oh. cheap. Uh, fourth round pick for Njoku. That'd probably be worth it to them. Yeah, like that. You know, give give him um Haskins on the target. Pair him with uh, Formula One. Now, what did you call him, Nick? F1. 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 F1, Scary Terry. Good, uh, old, good old Scary Terrence. Gorn McLaurin. Um, um, yeah, like, no, Janoku would be great. I don't know how much I... I mean, he'd be great for them. I I guess this is another football care. move, but for fantasy, I don't think I'd care. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going after Njoku in any any way, shape, or form. To be all honest, though, I I I think he was he was a, a problem of the the system for sure. But Njoku just drops passes. He's not that good of a tight end. I'm Where not. would Njoku have to go for you to be interested? Because even if he goes to Arizona, he, you'd be intrigued at to see it. But again, too, like we already talked about the cooks in the kitchen scenario. Like, where could he go? Where, from a fantasy perspective, we'd actually be pretty excited about it. If I could get Najoku in like the twelfth round and he signed with Green Bay, I would take the risk on him there. Yeah, but if he's going eighth round no. in Green Bay, I can't take it there. You know what I mean? Like that's where I want him most of all, because I, I think if Rodgers gets Najoku, he would be able to. I don't know. I say it every single. What do you guys stop me, boys? When I start thinking, yeah, he's going to throw to his tight end. Just stop me. I don't know what I'm saying. He's not. The and then Nicholas Caron here says, "What about the Bengals?" But rookie quarterback with the Bengals. I would be intrigued. I'd be intrigued though, if that happened, I would get a share for sure. Yes. Uh, There's a few, I mean, Houston, I'd get a share Cincinnati. I'd get a share, but there's no place I'd be happy with. I bet Njoku going to Baltimore. That would, that would would make me sad. Let's be serious. He's going to Chicago. What do they have? 17 tight ends. He's tight end or Seattle. Las Vegas Vegas is 19th tight end. They're like Jason Witten, David Njoku, Darren Waller. We don't even need a wide receiver. Tennessee? Yeah. I think they're happy with Jonu, though. I don't know if they want to double up again. Yeah. Yeah, their backup to Jonu is actually pretty damn good, too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know who it is, but I'm pretty sure he flashed a little bit last year. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting, but no no place would make me happy. Oh, let's no let's, let's move <laughs> Uh, move over to the Brady conversation that we started a little uh, before. You were saying Cameron Brady would be interesting. OJ Howard, he had two fantastic wide receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I, I crunched a little bit 
a little bit of a numbers, a little bit of a fast one. I'm having a whole uh, video on Brady to Tampa this weekend, but I, I wanted just to touch on it real quick. Let's say that we have Jameis Winston and Tom Brady throw what they usually do, and they throw their entire like usual arsenal of 100 targets to Mike Evans. Who would give give Mike Evans the most yards? Winston, not even close. Yeah, Chris Godwin, who would uh, have more yards? I think it's dead even, but I'd be feel more comfortable with Brady. Yeah, and I agree 100%. Consist- consistently wise, right? Brady's going to be able to hit Godwin on those plays. It's Mike Evans that's going to hurt the most from this. I mean, Brady has like – and I talked to New England fans. They don't want to believe it because they just want to say they think it's a personnel thing. But he did have some okay people sprinkled in from here and there. But he's like on a four-year decline if you look in dot. He's in a four-year decline of air yards attempted. Um, he's, he's just – that's not who he is anymore. I know Randy Moss used to be there, and people point to Antonio Brown was there for a game, and he forced it there. He forced it there for like three plays, and then he was taken out of the game. So – I do think that is a – I think that's from, like, Bill Belichick telling Josh McDaniels that we need to pr- preserve his arm and we need to draw more plays that won't make him throw his arm out earlier in the season, middle season, even late season. We won't want to save those plays for the playoffs when it, we like we might be able to pull some trick plays. So I think a lot of that isn't so much Tom Brady just not pushing it himself. But I, being I, think it's, I think it's both, right? I, well, maybe, but I feel like that might be a big reason why he's going to Bruce Arians, where he knows he'll be able to air it out and show people. That's why he put the speed on Twitter. He put the speed up of him hitting 69, like, ain't no problem. Like, he's still got it. Like, I, but I, for I, how long? How long into the season does he still got it? Because when, when I'm crunching the numbers, Matt, you say it's not even close. It's not even close for Godwin either. It's, Is it? It, it's 400 yards apart-ish for both of them. I'm crunching the numbers on uh, Bridgewater, uh, DeAndre Hopkins switching quarterbacks. I'm doing it for Diggs. This is the biggest disparity that I've seen. It's not even close. Like going from uh, Cousins to Josh Allen, pretty close. Going from Watson to Kyler Murray, pretty close. Bridgewater, Kyle Allen, uh, close-ish. But Brady and Winston for... Evans and Godwin is in like it's a downgrade that I'm scared of. I'm not I wouldn't be scared of it. I think his <clears throat> sorry, I think his value will buy there'll be someone in the draft that values him more than I do. I don't I'm not necessarily scared. I think Evans will still be okay. Um, because I see where like where Nick's point would be where it could have been personnel-wise, but I think he could still be good, but he's gonna be nowhere near wide receiver he was i mean being drafted in like the second round i i don't see that um i think he's more of like you know one of those guys that should be drafted maybe the fourth fifth turn fifth round that i think that's where he'll be which is not horrible it's not but it's not the guy he used to be evans and we'll, godwin i'm sorry are we talking about evans or no i'm talking about evans no okay. godwin i think i think godwin will be fine i think personnel did play a role um in yep. how brady has declined obviously and i think Godwin should be okay because Arians is obviously going to be more aggressive, but I'd love to see what they plan on doing at running back. I know right now Ronald Jones is there. You'd have to, you'd think maybe they're bringing in someone else. It's just a matter of how talented that other person is and how many passes they'll be catching. But I don't know. I'm not touching the tight ends there because I don't know what they're going to do. Godwin's the only guy on Tampa Bay I want to own right now. I don't want to own anyone else. I think that we are not the only ones to think like this. Like Matt, I I do agree with you in, in respect towards, like the whole team where it's going to be Mike Evans, 
probably shouldn't be as drafted as he as he uh, as high as he is. And Godwin might just still be right around the same ADP. Get him if you want him or don't. It's not like he's going to be drafted much higher because a lot of people are also going to think Tom Brady is going to lower these wide receiver. Like you've seen it all over Twitter today. Everyone's believing that. I think what that's going to do is end up in, in turn getting Mike Evans down to the third, fourth round where I think he's going to be of great value. And if Tom Brady can go there and show that he can Carson Palmer it up and do what, like do what he did, what Carson did under Bruce Arians and have a phenomenal one year, one or two, I'm not saying this is dynasty or anything like that, but if you can, if you can surprise people this year in Tampa Bay, Mike Evans might be one of the best draft picks to have because he could end up being a guy that is, another 1300 yards, eight, nine touchdowns. And you're now getting them in the fourth round instead of the second. Like that, that could, that could be and Chris Godwin gets overdrafted because other people believe, Oh yeah, Brady, he'll hit Godwin. He's not going to be running as far. He'll be able to hit him. He's going to be overdrafted. It's going to be the Mike Evans here this year. But the problem with that is uh, it, it, it's so dependent on what type of league you're playing in. If I'm, if, if I'm playing against y'all, then I'm thinking more like, oh, you know, oh, they, they, they're thinking this. They're thinking next level. They're doing this. If I'm playing like at my job or something, they're gonna be, oh, Brady with with Mike Evans, give me him in the first. It's that name brand that can still keep Mike Evans ADP high. I and- will have I will have one Brady share this year. I don't know what league it'll be, but I'll have one in my back pocket just in case he goes off because. Is Tom Brady and the chances of him going all MVP on us? You can't dismiss it. You can't. I am going to, but you can't. If that makes sense. I've never owned a Brady share. Me either. And never. I will never do it. I've never. But I, I, I don't him with a chip like on him. his shoulder. I'm, just... I'm curious. Arians with Brady with a chip on his shoulder. That's pretty cool. I think it's going to be terrible. But I, I mean, there's a chance it's phenomenal. And you know, I want one share of it. Was <laughs> what happened this year? If if Brady does very well and the Patriots do not, or vice versa, the Patriots do very well and Brady does not, does that automatically solidify if he was a system quarterback or not? Just it this will. year, That's, oh, no matter. It does what. not matter what Tom Brady does if the Patriots are good this year. It definitely locks in Belichick as as like God because they're going to have one. I mean, they're trading Edelman. That's like probably stone, right? I mean, why would they keep him at this point? But if they're rolling out with Stidham and like the B team, yeah, then then yeah, Belichick, holy crap! <laughs> but I mean, there's there's still quarterbacks out there you can get. You can get Andy Dalton. You you can trade for Mitch Trubisky <laughs> I don't if you see want. It. I think they're gonna roll with Stidham. I do. I think I they're gonna draft one. I think I don't think they're gonna sign one. I think they're gonna draft one in the first. Yes. Yeah, I do too. But there's well, still so many quarterbacks out there. Like, I don't know. It was. But Cam, no, Cam's obviously on his way out. He's, yeah. he's going somewhere. Yeah, quarterbacks are good. Like, don't go get a mediocre quarterback just so you can have a quarterback at this point. Like, maybe you should. Maybe what they're going to do is troll the entire NFL and they're going to tank this year with Stidham and they're getting Trevor Lawrence next year. I mean, that's sneaky. That would be sneaky. And it's really smart. I call that. And it's like the Dolphins try to tank and they failed at tanking. And the Patriots are like, yeah, <laughs> let me show you how it's done. Hey, real quick, who would you rather have? Mike, the 2020 redraft, no dynasty. Mike Evans or DJ Moore? One more time. Redraft. Was it PPR? Yeah, PPR. Uh, Mike Evans or DJ Moore? Uh, DJ Moore. It's not close for me. I take DJ Moore too. DJ Moore and PPR all day, every day. Uh, who would you rather have, uh, Mari Cooper or Mike Evans? 
Amari Cooper. Will you do it? Uh, Kenny Galladay or Mike Evans? I'm I'm really loving Kenny Galladay this year, actually. I'd rather uh, have Galladay too. Yeah, I've done some fun studies on him, and he is he is a sneaky stud coming up. He's about to blow up. All right, now try to ignore where you'd rank them, and just you're on the clock. You need a wide receiver. Mike Evans. Every the rosters are as are. Uh, Mike Evans or Corlin Sutton. Oh, you know who I'm going with. Cortland Sutton all day. Again, you're just picking players that I love. Though. I'm picking them in order on the Fantasy Pros rankings, actually. I oh. skipped Odell Be- I skipped Odell Beckham Jr. Cortland Sutton, I, I, he has fantastic receiving trends. Drew Locke, the, few, the small sample size, he showed some statistical trends that intrigued me a lot, especially in combination with Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland, is gonna, he's about to do some really big things in, in 2020 if the league plays. Yeah, what about you, Nick? Yeah, I'll go Cortland Sutton for sure. I think their defense is not going to be as good, and we're going to see a lot of high-scoring games. All right, here's the interesting zone for Mike Evans. Keenan Allen, with or without, like, Jameis Winston. <laughs> Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans. Um, yeah. And then you got A.J. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown. So, I mean, there, there's your yeah. area. That's around 14, 15, 16th wide receiver. Yeah, so, that's where it starts getting complicated. So that's, and I don't think he lasts to there, though, <laughs> right? No, too many people no. are going to want to jump on the. the so you're saying he, for him to be a value, he'd have to fall beneath there because otherwise, you, if it's a decision, maybe it's not a tremendous value, but he'd have to fall below. He'd have to fall to like Cooper Cup, Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett area. Ask me again, though, after I see that beautiful Tom Brady to Mike Evans catch in shorts because. I'll probably be right back on that Mike Evans train. Now, well, what if after that? What if after that video clip, there's a clip of an 80-yard touchdown bomb from Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs? Now, now what? Yeah, let's Matt with the transition, the segue. I don't even have to do them no more. Thank you, Stephon Diggs. I've crunched the numbers, Stephon. Kirk Cousins. These are prelim- preliminary numbers, so this is not a full study. I usually do the full study where I analyze freaking play calling of the quarterback, not quarterback, coach, and all type of fun stuff. This is just quarterback matching with a wide receiver based on 100 targets, what they usually do with the targets. So Stephon Diggs moving from Josh Allen, from Kirk Cousins to Josh Allen is not one of my favorites, just in general. He loses about 100 yards on, on, on the targets. I'm excited for Josh Allen, but not as excited for Diggs. I think it's uh, one of the things where you can be excited for Buffalo, and it kind of ends there. Yeah. Go Buffalo. That's I love the Vikings here, though. Stephon Diggs. Oh, I'm pissed. Why'd you sign Cousins? He doesn't make good throws. Okay, we're trading you to Buffalo. Here's Josh, <laughs> Josh Allen. Can throw you. Have fun with that, Stephon. Good job. They got way too much for, for Stephon Diggs, incidentally. And, you know, I mean, on the day that we watch Bill O'Brien trade away, Oh my Luke Lord. for nothing, I guess, because they ate all of DJ's money. So it's kind of a net negative. <laughs> they actually traded Nuke for negative, right? Oh, and a second round pick and oh, swapped I for four. I, I think that's a net negative because we've seen like old, like what are some of the quarterback contracts? Houston traded Osweiler, was it? Yeah. And they actually like sent a second round pick or something with him just for someone to take him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of like the second round pick was a, just a cherry on top for, I think this trade would have been fair. Without Nuke in it, yeah, I, you know what, and you know that eh, 
but you know, whatever. It's it's ins- no, it's not whatever. You're completely right. This is when I saw that. I'm like, did they just make weed legal in Houston? Because <laughs> it's that is insane. Like, who makes that trade and then like keeps their job? I'm sorry, I don't advocate for somebody losing their job, but I mean, if yeah, I can't even if I mess up at my job to that level that they just did. Should I keep it? Should I keep it? Because DeAndre Hopkins is easily one of the top three wide receivers in the league. Like, if we're not ranking, we're just saying he's easily one of the top three. Imagine you're, imagine you're a Houston Texans fan. You're home. You're quarantined away from the coronavirus. You're at home just free agency day. Maybe we're going to get a tight end. You know, maybe we're going to sign Jordan Howard. You see, this is what you see. The Texans have acquired David Johnson. Hey, yeah, this is pretty cool. What did we give up? <laughs> Twenty minutes later, what? the The tweet went out that Hopkins was on the on the on the uh, the block, and everyone's like, "Bullshit!" Right? Yeah. And I'm sitting here, and they're like, "What would you give up for Nuke?" And I'm sitting here as a Packers fan. If you believe in getting a war- another Super Bowl to Aaron Rodgers, I'd give up two first round picks, and I'd be happy to do it. And then I see this trade, and I'm like, what? No one else? Obviously, we saw what uh, Buffalo was willing to give up. Yeah, of course there wasn't plenty of people. Bill O'Brien only made a terrible deal, but he apparently was only negotiating with the one team. But how is that even – like, I, I, I'm speechless. Like, Can't this be what? vetoed? I mean, the NBA, like they veto crap like this all the time. They have. Like, for the good of the league, they veto bad trades that like alter the league. Because this is this is insane, especially when you put it like in relation to the other trades, like trading for Amari Cooper, first rounder, trading for DeAndre Hopkins, well, second rounder, and here takes the salary of this other play. We don't need him. We we just franchise tagged our under running back. Can you just take this guy? Like oh, okay. If if, if, if it, DJ was just traded by himself to a normal GM, who's a normal GM that could he? Let's say he went to Tampa Bay. What would they have given up? What would the trade have been if DJ went to Tampa Bay? Right? I mean, I, I would assume that they would have either if if all yeah. the contract went with him, they would have a had fifth? to have sent a pick with him, right? Fourth or fifth. Like yeah. with DJ, right? Yeah. And Tampa Bay would have given up like a seventh. <laughs> seventh yeah. back, right? I mean, whatever. We don't have to talk. This is making me sad. No, but then <laughs> let's let's focus on the DJ side though. Like now he goes to the Texans. And they just like let's have three mediocre running backs now. Who's the third one? Uh, Duke. No, who's the second one? Carlos Hyde. And is Lamar. Carlos Hyde, is Car- Lamar is Carlos Hyde's there? Lamar Miller. No, but you know they they just keep rolling in these oh, guys yeah. and and like oh our best player. Well, let's trade him for this guy that we have a surplus on his role. Well, well, Jordan, Howard, Jordan Howard went to Miami, right? What? Jordan Howard went to Miami, right? I actually missed that. Yeah, he, he signed with Miami. Miami low-key had did a bunch of cool stuff. but um, I, And uh, I feel like if they end up getting Darius Slay in the trade with Detroit to move up to the third pick, that's going to be a, a stellar team if they go get two they, other. They can't have the three of the highest-paid cornerbacks in the league, though. Because they got Byron. The a couple of years ago, and the Rams went and signed any high player there was. They were like, screw it, man. The Rams not, are a unicorn. We're not paying a quarterback. We'll go pay everybody else, man. Miami's going to do the same thing. 
No, but uh, like I, I could see I, I know I said Jordan Howard to the Texans just for a boring guy before, but that's the kind of guy that DJ should be paired with at this point in his career. The boring guy who just runs the ball. Pairing him with uh Duke is silly. I mean, I don't I don't understand this at all. It, it's not even a smart pairing, the two of them together, and they already gave up the third round pick for Hyde. I mean, there's no there's no point to trying to wrap your head around what Bill O'Brien is up to, but I don't know. One uh, D chess. Because, I mean, I would love DJ if they're going to try to use, utilize him in the best way you should. But the problem is the other running back on the roster, you should utilize the same exact way. So I don't know what that means for David's value. David Johnson is past his prime, boys. He's going to be overdrafted. He is not going to be someone that you want on your team. They need to get someone else in there. They just have to. That team is way too young. Like I don't know why we're bringing in a veteran 29, 30-year-old running back to go do the job here. It's not gonna make it's not gonna make that much of a difference. We're not gonna see a huge role out of David Johnson. PPR will see a little bit more. He will catch a lot more balls, but he's not gonna be getting that 20, 25 carries or anything of that nature. It's not gonna be worthwhile. I actually would rather draft Jordan Howard in Miami. No assuming they don't draft anyone crazy above him today, though, like with the team they're wheeling out there, if nothing changed, I think I'd rather have Howard where he's gonna be drafted than DJ where he's gonna be drafted. I'm I'm such an anti Jordan Howard guy. Uh, you know, you don't so have to I'm, like I'm struggling. It. I'm struggling with that one. I'm struggling with that one. Yeah, I don't like Jordan Howard. I yeah. don't like I don't like Jordan Howard. This is more about this is more Nobody. about the guy we just brought up. It's Nobody just, likes Jordan Howard. Where where would no. where is DJ gonna be drafted? I'm gonna try to make my best guess here. All right, would you uh, rather I, have I, would you rather I, have uh, David Johnson or James I, White post Brady? One more time. David Johnson, assuming they bring in no one else, this is David mm-hmm. Johnson's job, or James White post Brady. Uh, ooh, David Johnson still. So I think that's maybe around there because that, that's yeah, like but, where Latavius Murray, Royce but, Freeman. Yeah, it. Patriots is sneaky though because I tend to never draft running backs from them because you just don't know who's going to be the guy mm-hmm. on any given week. So that one was a little weird. I'd rather have DJ over Latavius Murray. Would you rather have David Johnson or Sony Michelle? Still DJ Patriots running back. Uh-uh. Uh DJ or Damian Williams? Damian Williams. All right. I think that's the line yeah. then. Cause right after that, you're like Darius guys, cream hunt. So I think, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I guess he's the first guy off the board after the short things. Cause you got Connor, Lindsay, Montgomery, Damian Williams. And then you get into like Darius guys, Sony, Michelle, Ronald Jones, Jr. So that's where David Johnson goes right there. Yeah. That's where it's, where it gets a little tricky too. Like where you have to, it's, a little bit more of what you're what you want what you're looking for compared to before where it's like let me get one of the studs god you know how there used to be like um the stud running backs and then there was that medium tier and then there was like a boring tier for a while where you could grab the guys like lamar miller yeah and they'd still be there they don't exist (laughs) i mean pretty much like i said you got the carry on connor lindsey montgomery damian and then it's not a teardrop it's a cliff Yeah, there you don't know what you're going to get out of the people that you draft could either be a breakout or a zero. Uh, it's a pretty big cliff. But is it that we've just moved the tiers a little bit? So you have the stud tier of like CMC, Seek. I would put Saquon in there for next year. And then you have the more question. Probably Cook in there still. Yeah, Cook. But then you have the questionable tier um, Fournette, Gurley, Mixon. Mm-hmm. Um, you I know, think, like I think I put I think Mixon and Kamara, I'm pretty happy with for next year still. Kamara, Josh Jacobs, 
Yeah, that's okay. um, fine. Eckler may be up there. Oh, now. I love, love Eckler. I would have loved Brady going there. Eckler needs to have a quarterback that's going to be able to push the field or push the the, the safeties downfield a little bit. Tyrod Taylor's not going to help out Austin Eckler. No, but they they might they might get some. No, Jameis is open. Cam is open. Like, why not? You start a new stadium and you're like, yeah, here's I've said it before. Here's Jameis. He's going to throw 30 touchdowns for you. Also, 30 interceptions. Nobody wants Jameis Winston. He needs to be a backup, and he needs to realize that. The quarterbacks that are available right now are not worthwhile. They're just not. But it's it's like, okay, so are you you excited for Nick Foles in Chicago over Mitchell Trubisky? Is that going to... Like get you excited for any fantasy like Allen Robinson? Does no. Nick Foles excite you? No, I, I to me this doesn't make me happy at all for Allen Robinson. Uh, Rivers to Colts, they don't really like Ty is the only pass catcher who has like real quality there in my Jack Doyle is nice, but uh, Ty is getting older. Zach Pascal is really well, before we move totally on for the Bears if. If Foles won the job, I actually would like that for Allen Robinson. I mean, we saw what he did with like the big wide receivers and when he was good in Philly. He does it for a little while only. He he loved Alshon. He loved when he was healthy for the little bit in the beginning of Jacksonville. He was really, really uh, throwing to Chark. So I think, I mean, as compared to Trubisky, we already saw how many targets uh, Robinson got last year. Uh, Was he like third, third in the league, something like that? Something Um, like that. I would assume it's, it would kind of continue down that route. So, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be excited, but um, I don't think I'd move Robinson um, up, but I'd be more enticed to draft him in that area with Foles for sure over Trubisky. I can't buy into Foles one bit, nor yeah. can I buy Trubisky. They're just the quarterbacks I'm staying away from. I'm not getting anyone. Oh, no, I don't want them. I'm talking about buying into Robinson himself. I don't, I'm just, that's what I'm I don't want any any players that are associated with Trubisky or Nick Foles, uh, and I, I would rather take any wide receiver in in Jacksonville for their for their price with Gardner Minshew than I would. Allen Robinson is going to be drafted too high for me. Like I can't buy into that. Yeah, because you're going to end up you're going to end up with the situation to where you think, oh, Allen Robinson with Nick Foles, nice. Two weeks in, oh, Allen Robinson with Mitch Trubisky again. And, and just That's what you're going to end up with the third most targets in the league. If you're getting targets thrown to you that are 60 yards above you or 30 yards in front of you, that doesn't really matter. Like the, the who, who, would you rather, who, who would you rather have um, Foles? Let's say they trade Trubisky. It's just Foles. Whatever reason we know Foles is the quarterback Foles and Robinson, or would you rather have Diggs? Wait, Stephon oh, Diggs and oh, Josh oh, Allen. No, no, no. Would you rather have, Al- no, I'm sorry. Um, it, with Allen Robinson, uh, if Foles is the quarterback, would you rather have Allen Robinson or Stephon Diggs next year? Ooh, I think I'm going Diggs because I think he's going to get so many more targets than he got this year. That's even when I'm doing my study that Kirk Cousins is technically a better fit for him. I think the targets go up uh, for I mean, Diggs. I don't think anyone re- re- realizes uh, John Brown had over 100 targets. So did Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. And and Allen loves to throw to him. So I'm not – and they're going to be a run-heavy team anyway. So I'm not actually sure how many targets – Diggs is going to get. Um, so I would go Allen Robinson. Um, I love Diggs. I, I don't think uh, – I think this is a great football move for them, but I I think this is bad for, for Diggs as far as – I don't think they're going to change their offensive mindset from last year. Um, I think they're just going to put in another stud-wide receiver. I think this hurts John Brown tremendously. Yeah. I'm not sure how much it hurts Cole Beasley. I think Cole Beasley is just going to do what he did. This shouldn't affect him at all. 
But he he just called Beastly like he does what he does. He kind of you know that's his thing. He's not going to be a fantasy stud. Like if if you're no, I just mean deep. targets. I yeah, think yeah. there's so many targets drawn I, up for him and so many plays drawn up for running. I don't know how many are left for Smokey and Diggs together to both be what we want them to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's sneaky. I I do think that there's still gonna be a hundred targets for Diggs. And probably John Brown is going to lose a lot of targets. Probably. Yeah. Which <laughs> um, I hate because it's, it's just, a, it's too big of a question mark. Cause I, I, you know, whatever, if I don't understand it, I get rid of it and I'm getting rid of the Buffalo Bills. I'll, I'll, I'll the only guy I want that on that team right now is Allen himself or Singletary. Singletary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nick, no. what do you think? What do you make of the Buffalo situation? Nick? I don't know. And I'm listening to all you guys here converse about it. To be all honest, I I, I don't like Stefan Diggs. I, I don't like him going into this year. I'm just Do you buy him as the best route runner in football, which I see that all over the internet? No, mm-hmm. I do not see that. I, I don't what? buy that any bit. Who's uh someone Who? someone fairly notable is saying that says it all the time. Is Dude. it Harmon? Uh, Matt Harmon? I think Matt Harmon maybe. Has he Who's... seen Amari Cooper run route? No, I don't know. I'm not making this up, but he has this whole thing. Diggs, he he yeah. says it all the time that Diggs is the best route runner in football. That's, that's all. Amari Cooper, you just got to make sure you catch him when he cares because 40% of the time he is not trying. But yeah, Stephon Diggs. Imagine if he was trying how good his routes would be. Imagine only. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Cole Beasley, he's going to take – he's going to go down. He's he's getting too old. It's, it's going to be a different kind of uh, play into him. We're going to start to see this offense open up a little bit. But they do have four games against the Miami defense, who I think is going to be a lot better. They made a lot of acquisitions this offseason that's going to improve their defense a lot more. New England obviously still is going to have a stout defense with or without Brady. Josh Allen, though, and this team is super interesting. I think they have the ability to score 31 points a game. They have the ability. They have this team to do it. They just don't have the play calling for it. Yes. I don't think they have the trust <laughs> in Josh Allen. And that's what's going to hurt all these wide receivers. That's the problem, right? They have the ability to be amazing, but I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> Because That's the main thing, right? They're going to be because they're going to be tampered down by their damn play calling. It's going to be set up to more of a Tyrod Taylor esque Buffalo Bills, which is that's how they know how to get to the playoffs. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. If it keeps making these playoffs, then we're going to keep doing it, regardless of who the quarterback is, regardless of the the weapons around them. We're going to see a Buffalo esque offense, and that's going to hurt everyone in fantasy. Like last year, John Brown got to Flores because there was no one else. But isn't that the it, best thing with a guy like Josh Allen? Is so. His, his accuracy is great with Cole Beasley. If you keep him within his range, he's fine, which is why I think everyone was excited for another tight end to go there. But I think between them running, Knox, Beasley, they continue to hammer that zone where he's safe and then just take shots downfield wherever they can. But I don't think they're going to consistently go downfield. May I hope I'm wrong for fantasy purposes, but – you but know, with Brady like gone, they have like a they have a yellow they have like a red carpet to the playoffs. That division's a joke <laughs> this year. <laughs> like they're but, marching their way to the playoffs this year. Do you know? Like Diggs went from the Vikings when they got Cousins, it was like this offense. This offense is about to take off, mm-hmm. and now he goes to the Bills, and it reminds me so much of that. This is oh, this is this is gonna be high scoring, and they're like. Is he going to end up in a, exactly the same situation where he's like John John Brown ha- and Cole Beasley have their thing going with Josh Allen, and he's like, "Yeah, you're not really doing what I want you to do, 
Stefan. So I'm going with Smokey. I'm going with Cole. And then Diggs is going to be pissed again. That would be funny. I mean, I'm just saying. But I actually think all three can eat. Like we saw last year that they needed that third player. And, and Stefan Diggs is not going to be someone who's who's fantasy relevant uh, at the at value that you're going to be getting him. At the, at the draft spot, you're going to be getting him. In my opinion, you're going to be getting a bus player. But he will help out the actual team, as we've said a couple times. Yeah. Like it's a great pick for Buffalo, in my opinion. They need that player come down the stretch. Like he's get, gonna end up, he's gonna end up going player. like he's gonna end up going like two rounds in front of DJ Chark, and I don't I don't buy mm. that. See, yeah, again, I would take any of the receivers over with Jacksonville. Like give yeah. me Minshew over any. Would you take Calvin Ridley over Stephon Diggs? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh would you take uh Mike Williams over Stephon Diggs? If it's Tarod, no. Yeah, if it's yeah, Tarod, that's, um, that that better not be, dude. That's just trash. That's that's trash. If that happens, <laughs> I'm not that, well, the, I think the biggest threat to the uh, the Tua, you know, the big dream Tua thing for Miami is San Diego because everyone's like, oh, all these other teams are filling their needs. It's lining up perfect for Miami. Not necessarily San Diego still sitting there in prime position to trade up. Uh, so that could be the direction they go. Still yeah. Tarad, but you know, to try to trade up. But you know, I don't know. I don't see them go. Them signing Jameis makes no sense. If anything, maybe they try to trade for a guy like Dalton. But no, if they it's get, looking more and more like it's Tarad. If they yeah. get Cam Newton, though, is Cam Newton going to make Mike Williams more viable than Stefan Diggs? In my opinion, yes. Give me Mike Would, Williams. After and- you sign Eckler, though, you bring in Cam. I don't know. Yeah, isn't that perfect though? Because that's like the CMC. I know, but I hated Cam with CMC. I mean, I hated that matchup so badly, and I would hate it when he went with Eckler too. Yeah, because you can't. I, w- I would like like Andy Dalton, but that's not happening. That's yeah, not like that's the, Well, plus Cincinnati will only trade him if you're overpaying, right? Because yeah. they want him there with Burrow. I mean, he's going to reluctantly uh, be helping him out. He obviously is not going to be a job he wants behind there, but you know they they're not going to want to give him up for free. Yeah. Uh, the last quick quick two quarterbacks I want to touch on before we, we sign off for today. Rivers to Colts, not a big surprise. Uh, I think we, we touched on this a lot. It made m- more sense as the days move forward that this is what's going to be the spot. It doesn't really get me super hyped for anybody for fantasy on that. I get, I'm hyped for Doyle because I think Rivers can't air it out anymore and – Ty probably can't stay on the field, mm. um, so I mean, again, it's that giant area of tight ends later in the draft. I don't care about which one I get. There's just a million of them, <laughs> and if to- he and he happened to fe- fall, I'm 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 intrigued because I think he'll end up being the the guy with the most safe targets on that team for from week one to week eighteen. What is it now? <laughs> I'm gonna have to trade away half my freaking dynasty team because. Uh, I have Mike Evans and T.Y. as wide receiver one and two. This man, her appearance. <laughs> and lastly, I wanted to yes. I like how she just one. tried to sneak in like we couldn't see her. It's <laughs> like if I go slow enough, <laughs> tiptoe, they won't see me. Drax. It's just like Jurassic Park, you know. If you move super slow, they won't see you. I've mastered the art of standing so still that I'm invisible. <laughs> He's eating the potato. We see you, Drax. Dude, what, no, is you he eat- what is he eating anyway? It looks like chips. M&M's or something. Is it a chips? Or whatever yeah. they- oh, it's so good. 
<laughs> no, but the last the last quarterback I wanted to talk about real quick, and for everybody who's listening uh, afterwards to this show, uh, that was Nick's wife walking in the background very slowly. Now she's so, posing. So she's getting some uh, food. The, my absolute favorite move so far in the offseason is Marcus Mariota to the Raiders. No, I'm kidding. I just He can win that think, job. He can Yeah, and I it. just please stop. No, like, he can't. Derek Carr is light years better than Marcus Mariota. Yeah, but it's not. That's the problem. He's it. light years no, healthier yeah, he than Marcus Mariota. No, no he's better. Compared For to Derek fantasy, Derek Carr can make pass catchers relevant. Can Marcus Mariota cannot make anybody all, relevant. All I know is they were one year early on Hard Knocks, and I wanted to see the Mariota Carr showdown, like we all deserve to see on TV. Yeah, yeah. instead of the Antonio Brown show, yeah, what, seven weeks straight. God, I, hate I, did, it. I didn't even watch it. I was so over it. I haven't watched any of those shows. I haven't watched that or the uh, whatever the HBO. Oh no, what's nothing. the other? What's the other one? All or nothing. All or nothing. The, I saw the Cam Newton thing that everyone joked about, like with the the video games thing with DJ Moore. But I haven't watched any of those shows since like Jet season one with the Terminator, oh, James Connor, James Connor, that, he was, that John was, Connor. Sorry, John Connor. That was the best freaking season too. Yeah, Let's go and eat a snack. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a great Jets team, by the way. Nah, Freaking was all the Bart Scott, let, can't wait. That was such a good. Can't team. wait, dude. That was the best. That's the best Dang. game right there. Well, dude, I, I love Hard Knocks, dude. Hard Knocks is the best. Every year, I look so forward to it. Every I'm gonna say it's bad. I just, I just for some reason haven't seen it. All the or nothing. Bengals one was great too. Was all it? or nothing is just a show that relives the the season before, and it just shows you highlights the whole time with a few snippets. Where Hard Knocks is all about the person. You know what I mean? Do we know who's up for Hard Knocks this year. There's a few, but it looks to be the Steelers. Oh, I think that that's I think that's because no, there's like interesting. four viable teams right now, and it, uh, the the most interesting one is the Steelers, and they can't say no, depending on uh, a bunch of factors. Keep it out of Detroit. What do the Packers do up for one? Because I know last year they they're were... not; they're a playoff team. Can't yeah. and first year coach. Oh, you can't. Well, no, it's a second year coach. That's why right. they're a playoff team. Yeah, but they made the playoffs. Oh, you know, if you make the playoffs, you're out? Yeah. Oh. If you've made it in the last two years, I think, or something like that. Oh, really? Okay, cool. I didn't that, know. I, don't know yeah. I, I knew the first-year coach thing. You knew yeah. the first-year coach, and that's why Detroit never makes six. We got a new coach every year. So. <laughs> and the playoff thing. We never That'd be it. one thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to be on hard knocks. Well, we could fire our coach. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Fire him. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't swear. Are we allowed to swear? All this you time, are I allowed know to swear because we are about to sign off for the Fantasy Rabbit Hole. This has been Nick Faber. Matt Williams and CSD Fantasy. Till next time.